0: So, Welcome to the Love Show. Uh, we are continuing with the 29th episode. We've got a couple of uh, Chelsea fans, from a Manchester United fan, and a Liverpool fan as well. Uh, starting with Meet. Meet, I'd like you to tell something about yourself in a line or two and why do you support Chelsea?
1: Uh, I'm Meet Prashapati. I'm 22 years old and I'm currently studying medical science, means MBBS from Surat. And uh, I've been supporting Chelsea since. 2009 I guess, I was in 5th or 6th grade and uh, the reason why I support Chelsea was a bit awkward because everyone in my school hated Chelsea. So it was like, I wanted to know what was the reason behind it and I started watching matches and saw the partnership between Anelka and Drogba, and it just kind of grew on me.
0: Right. Um, Continuing with Nikhil, he's a United supporter. Saurav.
2: Sort of. Yeah, my name is Saurav Dubey, and I'm 23 years old. And I started supporting Chelsea since 2006, and the only reason was uh, Frank Lampard. So.
3: So I am uh, Nikhil, and this is the third consecutive time I'm coming to Loudmouth Show, and I've really enjoyed coming on the show. I supported you. Know, I started supporting United I think in 2011, uh, where when I started getting more interest in football and. Uh, when we were winning practically everything, then uh, I don't know what type of curse I have had on the club that we have won the Premier League. I think only, I, I think only once. since, so uh, I just don't know what curse I have had on the on the Manchester United football club. But <laughs> I really enjoyed the way that Manchester United have played. But since Alex Ferguson has left, uh, there have been many changes at Manchester United.
0: Nice.
3: Many of the changes have been for the worst.
0: True, true. Sashwath, what about you? You're a Liverpool supporter. Uh, Hello, I'm Sashwath from Nagpur, Maharashtra.
4: I'm 18 and I have been watching football since 2017. I'm practically very new compared to you all. But the only reason I started supporting Liverpool was the first time I ever saw Mohamed Salah play. He's my favourite player. And the way he plays, he's just completely insane and that's why I got into football so much. Him and Messi. And
0: I never liked Barcelona, so Liverpool was the only club I would support. So that's pretty much it. True. So since this is the first time for the Chelsea fans on, um, you know, Sarsha has actually mentioned how great Mohamed Salah is. So, again, how do you guys feel that, you know, one of the world's greatest players, Kevin De Bruyne and Mohamed Salah were in your team and they didn't really, really, you know, ventured out well with Jose Mourinho. So what is your take on that? Uh, let's start with Meath.
1: Well, we've had our fair share of mistakes actually, letting De Bruyne go, then letting Salah go, then I wouldn't call a mistake letting Lukaku go, but uh, yeah, that uh,
0: But don't you think at, Diego, at the, Diego Costa was uh, in par with Drogba, even though he was there <laughs> in, for a season or two, but the kind of sco- goals as he scored, no one could actually stop him I, in those two seasons
1: I actually uh, Loved Diego Costa. He was the kind of a person who, if he was on your side, means if he was on any team, and if you are supporting that team, then you'll love him. But uh, if he was on the opposite side or or the opposition team, then definitely he's the one to hate. And uh, obviously, he scored a lot of goals, plenty of goals. And I still don't know what kind of management Conte did, but uh, it was a shame letting him go, actually.
0: Right. We have Adi on the show as well. He's a gooner. Hey, what's
5: up, what's up man?
0: So, let's just start with the first match. Um, So the first match in this week that we have is Leicester versus Manchester United. (laughs) Again, um, both teams have been enjoying some form on the pitch. It's pretty evident with the way they've been nicking those wins in. And Leicester overall have actually won four out of the last five matches overall but they've had a poor record against United since 2014 they haven't won a single premier league match in the last six seasons against united so um let's start with nikhil nikhil what is your take on that <clears> and <throat> what do you think uh, about both the teams yeah uh,
3: i think that we should we can win this match due to the fact that last time around also at the king power stadium in that crucial 90 minute shootout for a uefa champions league spot we beat leicester by two goals to nil so hopefully history repeats itself the, uh, again and The fact that we have won 10 away matches in the Premier League uh, in a row right now which uh, really has boosted our morale a lot and the fact that we are just climbing up the table and hopefully it's another climb for us after the second spot. Now, any specifics about the match, I believe that there is a remarkable difference when Bruno Fernandes plays for Manchester United and when Bruno Fernandes is not there on the pitch. And apart from that, Rashford has also been our main ta- one of our main talismans in uh nicking out those goals so both of them combined can really form a good partnership to hopefully climb us, us up into the uefa champions league spots for next season the top four spots for next season and uh, this win uh, this uh, this match is also as important as the other 37 matches are and we we definitely will be high on confidence especially after our win against Everton, 2 uh, 0 in the League Cup, so those things uh, will be there uh, with uh, in the Manchester United team. But yes, the threat of Jamie Vardy will still lurk. But uh, the Jamie Vardy has not do, done that well at home this season. And one prime reason for him not doing that well at home this season is that team sent to sent uh, to sit deep against uh, Leicester at when they go attacking forward. Whether Ole will do that or not is a debatable question, but let's hope for the best uh, and hope that the result falls in our favor.
0: Right, and since Nicolas actually spoken about you know both the teams trying to sit deep and you know sizing their formations, I think both teams have done that this season. So uh, again, sort of what do you think about um, Manchester United, man? Uh, even in the Carabao Cup, they showed great form in the first half. They were literally playing in uh, Everton's half, and what do you think about Cavani as well? You know, United and Cavani uh, in a crocs.
2: Yeah, actually Man United somehow managed to win their games and that's the best thing in the Premier League. And also, as you mentioned, that Leicester doesn't have good record against United. Plus, United have a, uh, had a great run this year. I guess 10 away wins or 11 away wins. So, I don't see Leicester winning this one. Uh, maybe a draw or a United win, that's for sure. Plus, uh, Bruno Fernandes and Rashford are in great form. So they will somehow manage, I guess, on counter attack or something. They are not, uh, they are not, they are not play such a good football that pleases our eye. But uh, they somehow manage, and that's the main thing about United this season, I guess.
0: True. So in the last match, they played exceptionally well, which is worrying for a Liverpool fan.
2: But yeah. you know,
0: um, I don't think that they will show consistency in this game because it's Leicester and Leicester is playing well. If we talk about Fofana, we talk about Evans and Fuchs. And I'm, I'm thinking yeah. that even Seonchu, he's back from the injury, right? So, uh, Sashwat, what is your take on that, man? Seonchu has been a pretty solid centre-half for Leicester after Harry Maguire's departure. And I'd like you to talk about both the team's defences and what do you think about, again, the defences itself?
4: To be honest, on a personal note, I think that Seonchu has been a better defender than Maguire ever since Maguire left for United. He's been pretty solid, his fast. his strong and uh, he is a really good player, he's a he's a leader to be honest and well, Maguire, he's pretty good on the ball but the only word that comes to my mind when I think about him is inconsistency. He is very good on his day but sometimes he doesn't perform that well and uh, being, well, Lindelof is a great centre-half for United but he's inconsistent too and if both of them can play pretty well for the entire of the season then I'm pretty sure that United can bag top-force ball.
0: And same for Leicester. Right. Um, Shreyas, can you say something? I don't think your mic is working, man. No, it's not, dude. Um Okay, uh, Meet, what is your take on Schmeichel and um, even on Dagea? And who do you think is the better keeper? Um, you know, you must have seen them both over the seasons.
1: Yeah, obviously I have and uh, given the uh, horrors that Deha has had in the past few years and uh, they have a pretty solid keeper on their bench in Dean Henderson and uh, if it was a choice right now given that either Schmeichel or Deha then definitely I would prefer Schmeichel. Uh, he is having a great run of form in these days. But uh, it, it's a tough call actually because both are pretty similar in their attributes. And on his day, Deha is obviously the best, but he has not had a pretty couple of bad seasons.
0: Right. Um, But what do you think about, again, um, let's just get back to Adi Adi. You've seen Timothy Castagne play at the right-back position for Leicester. So would you actually prefer Castagne or Albrighton? Given that Albrighton has been featuring in since the past couple of matches and Castagne is back on the bench.
5: Castagne (inaudible) was brilliant. When he came into Leicester, he got a couple of goals, couple of assists, attack-minded fullback. He's come from Atlanta. Uh, he's got a penzoom column. So definitely, and Albrighton is again he's a he's a winger who's been converted. He's pretty similar to what Soli March is for Brighton. Right. Um, so and he's not again defensively sound whereas well, as is, he's kind of to the backpack, very similar in terms of what Ricardo Pereira used to offer for Leicester. He's a good crosser of the ball as well. So yeah, in hands down Castagna, Albrighton.
0: Right, and what lineup would you be going in, and which formation do you think the managers will be taking in? um Why don't you comment on this, Nikhil? Uh,
3: I believe that Manchester United will play in their four-two-three-one formation that they have been play- that they have been playing up till now, and uh, uh, Leicester, I believe, will not keep that four-two-three-one formation, but. Uh, with Soyonocho, Soin- uh, if Soyonocho comes back, then he will partner uh, uh, Fofana in, uh, and uh, Evans or uh, whoever uh, whoever is that. Fuchs will uh, lose their will will lose their place if once soinocho comes back. And I believe that for uh, that holding a similar formation with probably Peelsman or uh, Ndidi will uh, feature in that uh, central defensive midfield for Leicester. But uh, uh, and they may also have a similar formation and uh, as, uh, uh, like Manchester United.
0: But uh, Leicester are pretty consistent with their counter attacks. So aren't you afraid that okay, you have you don't have that you do your your centre backs lack pace. So what do you think about Maguire and Lindelof trying to block him?
3: Uh, Maguire and Lindelof have always been uh, quality players, and I I believe that uh, they they will be able to uh, uh, to a certain extent try to avoid a counter attack, but. Regarding the uh, regarding the, uh, counter-attacks, it also comes to the entire team and how our defensive uh, midfielders, especially like uh, the likes of uh, Daniel James and Yuan Mata, whoever is playing uh, in that position can uh, await their uh, counter-attacks uh, from Leicester.
0: I don't think Dan James will be featuring in, but what do you think about Scott McTominay and Aaron Brisaka? Are they back from, uh, you know, they were injured, they missed the Carabao match as well. So are they back? Or do, what do you think? Uh,
3: uh, well, it depends on how serious or how uh, unserious uh, their injuries are uh, uh, regarding Scott McTominay and uh, oh, Aaron Van Basaka. However, if they can play, it can definitely be a addition to a Manchester United team, and hopefully, we can uh, they can be a uh, uh, asset towards uh, handling uh, Leicester City's uh, counter attacks the counter attack nice. threat that may come from a Madison or a body from. Uh,
0: uh, from Leicester City. Right, again this is a pretty open question, you know, uh, we've seen how Twanzeb actually played so well at the right back position, I didn't expect him to go ahead and connect well with Bruno and provide those long lobs ahead and he was connecting pretty well in the first half. So, um, again, uh, anyone can answer this, Saurav or Sashvaz, what do you think about Twanzeb as a centre-half and do you think he can fit in for Van Bisaka when he's missing from the game?
4: Well I think Wonzieb has been really good in that match against PSG he was really good he was literally pocketing Mbappe I think I didn't watch the entire match but my friends will tell me about it and he seems to be a really good young prospect
0: Yeah sort of
2: Yeah as I said it's a good uh, he's a good young uh, prospect but when Van Persie is fit I don't see him starting also, uh, Van Visaka is quite attack mindset. He has quite a attacking mindset. So that's why uh, that's a major drawback for uh, Van Visaka, I guess. And Tonzebe has to wait uh, for his chance in the first level. But as far as Van Visaka is concerned, he will be the priority when he's fit. But yeah, he's a good young prospect as of now for United.
0: Right. And United have been enjoying, like, um, you know, they've won all their away matches in the Premier League and they've been scoring at least three goals in each and every away game. And they've also enjoyed a lot of aerial control of the ball with around 56% success in those duels. So, how confident are we that United are actually improving as a team this season and they won't break down again with, you know, they have their uh, bits and butts. But uh, Adi, I would like you to comment on that. I think um, that, yeah.
5: yeah. No, I I think yeah I think United are progressing. They're gradually improving. Uh, they're they're gradually improving their performances uh, each day. Uh, but I think yeah, Leicester will be a stunt test definitely. Uh, it'll be a game uh, that United will need to be wary about. They can't really. Uh, it, it's where you know you want your star players to impose themselves on the game. Players like Bruno. Players like Rashford. Uh, They will have to impose themselves on the game uh, for them to stand much of a chance though Leicester still are you know a very tricky side uh, though they've been in a bit of an inconsistent patch of form they lose a game then they go and they win a game and then again they lose Uh, but I think even Leicester also will be pretty confident uh, you know they've uh, I think they they beat Spurs, right? So, so yeah, I think it will be an interesting game to see again um, United's away form is is insane Um, they have the best away record I think amongst all the teams in the league this season Uh, so yeah and and, uh, Leicester at home are a little bit you know uh, here and there and Leicester again they don't have a good record against United Uh, but yeah it'll be a it should be an interesting game but I think yeah I think this this one will go in United's favour with the form that they're riding on they're they're in a pretty good patch of form and Leicester always are a bit inconsistent you know here and
0: there yeah but um Leech, what is your take on NDD and Tailman, man? Do you think they're pretty underrated and even NDD was sidelined for quite some time. So, what sort of a form can you make out from the NDD who used to play before and the NDD who's playing now this season?
1: They are pretty underrated, man. They are like... I cannot describe. They both are so good. Uh, Ever since Yuri Telemans came, uh, he has been good defensively and he's also been really good connecting up the midfield to the attack with the defense so and NDD talking about NDD uh, i guess a couple of seasons back uh, he was leading over kanté in interceptions and tackles and ever since that season he ha- he, ha- he has had a dip in form so i don't know but uh, he's a pretty solid midfielder defensive midfielder and uh, talking about uh, since we were talking about right backs i did not catch up there but uh, uh, We have ignored James Justin, he played phenomenally against Spurs and uh, it would be a great battle against Rashford and James Justin.
0: Yeah, true. So again, what is your prediction for the game, man?
1: Um, It seems like a draw to me, but uh, United might edge over it, given all the factors, which we have spoken over here. United has a bit of an edge, but I'm predicting it to be a draw.
0: I think with the pace that Harvey Barnes and you know Jamie Wadi have to offer, I think they can easily release Wadi in a way. Even they've got James Madison who's pretty much informed this season. But uh, what is your prediction, Sashworth?
4: Being a Liverpool fan, I would hope that Leicester wins. That's <laughs> <laughs> but great. Right. Leicester has had very bad appearances against Manchester United, but being how Seeing how they are playing this season and how Jamie Vardy is in form. We talked about Harvey Barnes, James Madison is top is in top form right now. And I think that Vardy can cause severe damage to United.
0: Great. Right. Um yeah, sort of your prediction.
2: Uh I guess it will be one all, but I mean we are talking about United. So they may get penalty after eighty minutes and they can snatch a victory and they will win two one, I guess.
0: That hasn't happened as of late, but what do you think about Anthony Marshall, man? He's not informed, to be honest, uh, when we see the entire team.
2: Yeah, but uh, he had a great game against uh, Everton, I guess. He had a great yeah. game. He had two assists. He was everywhere. He's slightly improving. Yeah, overall, his season wasn't that good. But I guess uh, he's uh, he had a great game uh, against Everton. So consistency is an issue for him, I guess.
0: Yeah, Addy, meet Nikhil.
1: We also have to factor in that uh, Manchester have a game in. Uh, both the teams have a game in hand left. So if they win uh, this, no, they still have.
3: No, Leicester don't have a game in hand. We have a game in hand. Uh, uh, no, no, as bo- both the Manchester to, com-
1: teams. I'm talking about both the Manchester teams.
0: Right, right,
5: true. Ready. I think. Uh, yeah, I think good game. I think for a neutral, I think a draw would be a fair result. But like, like, uh, quite a few people stress there is always that added onus of a Bruno penalty post 85 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, United might com- just make it through. Um...
3: Now, coming to Anthony Martial, one thing that i seem seen feels as if it's lacking in Anthony Martial is the talisman uh, aspect that is there. Center yeah. forward. Which is, which is slightly lacking within Anthony Martial. But yes, if he can get those goal contributions and yes, if he can contribute to uh, the team's win, then definitely he deserves his uh, his place in the side for a considerable amount of time. If he can contribute, even if it's not in the terms of goals, but if he can contribute, it can definitely be the, uh, beneficial. But sometimes that talisman striker is required at top, which, which is slightly lacking within uh, Anthony Martial.
0: Right, um, I'll be going in with the two-one. Uh, Leicester victory. But Nikhil, you didn't give your prediction. Nikhil. Okay. Uh, so the next big match that we'll be discussing is Arsenal versus Chelsea. Again, um, they're pretty close, man. The kind of competition that both these teams offer when they once they're together. I think they've always been very competitive as as you know rivals. And when we actually talk about Chelsea, they're just one, one win away from equalising that Premier League record. So, do you think Arsenal will make a compelling comeback in this picture? I'd like to uh, uh, bring Meat into the discussion.
1: Uh, man, we've talked about this on Instagram before. And uh, I strongly believe that this match is Chelsea's to be won. And uh, the rest of the predictions, if they come true, which we talked about on Instagram, that Arteta gets sacked and Tuchel coming in and all that. But uh, right now, given the inconsistencies that Chelsea have had, uh, I won't be surprised if we were pulled back to a draw.
0: Right. But uh, again, uh, um, uh, Sashwat, I'd like you to, you know, ponder upon how Gabriel Martinelli, his performance actually affects Arsenal as a team, as a unit. They look different with him on the left. And he's pretty versatile, he can play as a forward as well, but what is your take on Martinelli? And he's also injured, I think he had a shin problem amidst the match. But he carried on, I don't know if he's injured or not, but yeah. Well, yeah, he's but he's out. He's out?
4: Is he out again? I thought Arteta said it's not serious. Not serious, but he won't be fit for the Chelsea game. Oh, I see. Well, looking at the two young prospects, that's Saka and Martinelli. Both of them are really good and to be honest, when I see Saka playing, he's the only creative player on the pitch. There's no one True. else. I don't see any midfielder trying to make any chances. Like, Ceballos is good but he's more of a defensive midfielder rather than an attacking man. And well, Saka, I can't say much about him and well, they need to play Ozil but I don't know what's the problem they are in playing Ozil when they clearly need a player like him on the pitch. They need playmaking stats and Saka is doing that. And Martinelli he was exceptional when they had the comparison between Martinelli the and Vino. I really thought that Martinelli has been a better player. The way he played in the Europa League last season, he six goals, think. And those were bingos as well. Good player. The I, I think he played for 45 minutes against uh, the team and the but he got injured,
0: and because he is a really good player, he has the potential to be one of them. That's what I. Think. Right. And um, uh, Shreyas, I don't know, man. Why Mike is still not working? No. Sort of, uh, again, what do you think about Mayang Man, he's been out for the last two games, and will he be picking, uh, looking to make a start here? And again, even Jaka was—he uh, got red carded because of the uh, that. I don't know what he did, but he was he's back from suspension as well. So would you go with Arteta or um, would you go with Jaka coming into the game? Or do you think Arteta will be sidelining him and you know, bringing in Sebios or Elneny? What is your take on that? Uh,
2: he can go with Elneny, I guess, because he will need that physical aspect in the midfield. Uh, and also, Arsenal have the injuries as well. I'm not sure about Overmang, if he's fit or not, but I guess he can start. I'm not 100% sure about his injury. But uh, despite of that, uh, I guess I'm a little bit worried about this game, because on paper, surely we are strong to defeat Arsenal. But I think there will be a comeback from Arsenal on one of the games, and it can be uh, tomorrow. And it can be also just a thing to give away three points to a struggling team, I guess. Uh, and also we are missing our first-class full-backs, uh, even Gash is not uh, available for tomorrow's game. So even we have our injury issues as well. So, I'm not uh, really sure about this game, but yeah, it will be a tough game, I guess. But not an easy victory for us.
0: Right, but uh, we'll talk about Chelsea a bit later. I just want to focus on Arsenal right now, because even in the last Premier League match, I think they were playing pretty well. I'm not saying they were playing exceptionally well, but they had plenty of balls inside (laughs) the D. I think Lacazette and other players missed a couple of opportunities. But if we actually talk about holding uh, Gabriel and Tierney, uh, how strong do you think Arsenal can? or How strong do you think are they? Uh, how how much like can they hold Chelsea? Uh, you know, can they create a, maybe a lower block or a mid block press, which will allow Chelsea not to you know go in their half? Um, Adi, I'd like you to take uh, you know have your say on that. Ah, uh, uh, I I don't know, man. I I uh,
5: it's it's a bad time to be an Arsenal fan. Uh, <laughs> I think the Everton game was was again, poor uh, well, we should have taken our chances and missed a few and then to concede, uh, to, you know, two poor girls, both on set pieces, like literally there was one that was crossed in which deflected off holding and went in, the second no one's marking Eri no one's winning and he's one of the tallest defenders playing in that cool. game, he yeah, poses an aerial threat, so if you're not doing the basics right, uh, I don't really know uh, what is, uh, but uh, see, I think uh uh the uh, the way Chelsea also tend to play, they have with Tammy. I think you, were, you know when Tammy played uh the previous game, Chelsea were were, were brilliant. Whereas the games yeah. he's not played with the games Chelsea lost actually. So right. again, and Tammy poses that aerial threat, that physical threat. Uh which is again, which is what I'm scared of with defenders like holding um, you know, uh defenders like holding Gabriel or David Luis. So that's my that's my main worry. I think with with Tammy and with again with Warner's pace, I'm not too sure. I think Beltran is back, but uh, so I'm I'm not too sure if Beltran again can cope with Warner's pace. And also, yeah. if you are going to be starting, Tierney has a real handful down the other flank as well. So yeah, man. Yeah. Defensively, there are a few issues here and there. Uh, it's just that you know, yeah. We, we I mean we, we're playing we're playing decent football. We're not playing good. It's just that we're not scoring goals. We're not creating chances. You know, it's just half-half chances or it's just a couple of shots that go wide. Uh, We're not really creating those clear-cut, you know, uh, those, yeah, those clear-cut chances wherein uh, your strikers can pounce on it. I think Mang is back. He's apparently fit to play against Chelsea. Right. Um,
0: But uh, but you have Nicolas Pepe, man, on the the right. I I agree he's been playing well. Uh, In the last game, he tried doing something, but he didn't, couldn't generate much pace on the ball where he was getting dispossessed. And even there are plenty of opportunities to pass on to the final third, but he chose to pass it back, you know, to the defense. Do you think that is a problem where they're not they don't have enough pitch awareness? You know where the right players are, where they need to pass the ball to. Do you think that's yeah, that
5: yeah, a is problem? Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's what I kept say I keep saying as well. It's it's all down to the basics. I I think we're just not doing the basics right. There, there's no you know passing. There's no link up. There's no interplay. Uh, between the team. Either if there's link up or there's interplay, it's only on the left flank with Saka or with Martinelli or with Tioni and Saka or with Aubameyang and and one of them. Um, so, you know, and whereas the right flank is more of, you know, either Pepe or William trying to just try and dribble and being unsuccessful in it. Uh, or, or Bellerin just, you know, just running down the down, down the flank in a straight line. It's like when you press the uh, the sprint button in, in FIFA, you just run in one straight line. That's exactly how Bellerin plays. Right. So, that's that, that. There are there are a lot of problems, man. There are a lot of issues. I, I don't know. And I again, I'm not looking forward to watching tomorrow's game again because uh, you know against teams like uh, teams which we could comfortably beat. You know a season back like Southampton or even Everton as well. You know we go there, we lose, we draw. Uh, so I'm not really confident in this in 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 this uh, in this London derby tomorrow.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, but, so yeah. I. So I, just wanted, like to add... I just want Addy's Just he's a Gano, right? I want his opinion. Just like, I'll get on to you Nikhil. Uh, Adi, just one last take on Maitland-Niles, man. What do you think Maitland-Niles right? or Hector Bellerin?
5: Personally, I would like Maitland-Niles to play because just because Bellerin still doesn't know how to throw a ball and he's been playing as a right-back since he's a kid. So, I really don't, don't know what the logic is there. But again, Maitland-Niles at times also, you know, he tends to lose the ball. A lot of stray passes here or there. Diagonally, he's not really much of a good crosser on the ball, uh, on the ball as well. Um, you know, and another thing that that kind of you know gets to me is you know I, again Arteta's team selection, man. I have I seriously still have no idea why why Villian starts, uh, you know, games like that. The previous game as well, why the why the hell was Mustafi even even playing when he's going to be leaving next season? I really don't understand. But as we have players like Saliba, you know, on the bench. Who's literally on Instagram saying that he's in he, he's in he's in jail he's been he's been forced out of the team he's been freeze out of the team, so I it's partly down to Arteta as well I think you know not playing William. and honestly speaking I would personally I would like to see Cedric play tomorrow just because Cedric is a very good crosser of the ball.
0: Right. Um, okay. I, yeah, Nikhil, you to say something, man? Uh,
3: yeah. So uh, yeah, regarding the previous match against Everton, I I believe that Everton were the deserving winners of that particular match and uh they they won the match because they were the ones who are creating the more opportunities and they were the ones who are who are playing better football in general as compared uh compared to Arsenal, who at times feel are just around the penalty box and not creating those kind of opportunities and even uh i believe that the team selection has not been right like if you're if you're like you're a yeri veena or a uh, Mason Holgate or whichever central defender you are, you will feel more intimidated or more vulnerable if you are if you are facing a Lacazette or an Aubameyang as compared to uh, a Niketia. Uh, now, yes, I know that their constraints were there regarding Obamian being injured for a previous match, but in front of uh, in front of goal, Arsenal have really been lacking, and the team selection really uh, makes me scratch the, uh, scratch my head as. I believe that the best talent is not uh, being brought on the pitch and uh, like Adi was saying that it's very important to have your best 11 players uh, uh, playing and there are many debates regarding the, uh, the team selection which uh, need, to, uh, need to be resolved uh, sooner rather than uh, later, uh, at least sooner before uh, Arteta uh, has troubles in keeping his, his job now coming right. to the match uh, uh now coming to the match with, between Chelsea and Arsenal i believe that even though chelsea's main two fullbacks are injured and i doubt that both of them will play uh however i i still believe that the replacements in terms of azpilicueta or emerson can can be a good replacement and i i still believe that uh, chelsea will have the upper hand as compared to arsenal because uh, internal issues within any particular team uh, in any particular sport don't get cured uh, uh, in uh, in uh, in, uh, in a short span of time, and Arsenal will be uh, no exception. And uh, those issues will be there. But yes, if uh, Aubameyang is fit and Aubameyang is in uh, place, then uh, hopefully uh, we can have a slightly more exciting match with slightly more threat on goal as compared to the previous matches with Eddie. Nixon.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, again, I'd like the Chelsea fans to come into the uh, discussion, uh, starting with uh, Meath. Meath, what do you think about your lineup? And do you think Pulisic has tried playing on the right as well? But I don't think, fans, that that style suits him. I think he 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 can attack more uh, via the left flank. That is where we saw Mount Pulisic and even uh, uh, Chilwell, who won't be playing this match, unfortunately. They were playing pretty well, but they lost to Wolves. They lost to Everton. Where do you think? are your games going wrong because you guys are actually conceding of, you know, just one minute error, one mistake, not like you're playing the entire match pretty bad, you know.
1: So. Yeah, it pretty much comes down to uh, the team selection which Lampard does because there have been times when Havertz has been playing really poorly and still he, he was being selected and uh, also the, deficiency which, uh, the defici- deficiency which we have on the right flank because Apart from Zh, we don't have any other right wingers. So, that is one of our main concerns. Yes, yeah, yes, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Pulisic can play on the right flank. But that is not their natural suite. They are all left wingers. And we have abundance of left wingers there. And in place of an actual left finger, we have Werner playing over there, who is actually a centre striker. So, right. it's kind of a... Imbalanced team but uh, till now somehow we have managed to win but I think that Lampard ne- really needs to get his uh, team selection straight because this is an important match. We have lost uh, pretty easy matches which we should have won and but still we ended up either having a draw or we we lost. So this pretty much comes down to the team selection which Lampard does tomorrow. I think uh, Kante and Kovac should start tomorrow. But uh, given that Lampard has been preferring Giorgini over there, who lacks pace and uh, Arsenal have a pretty pacey forward line. You look at the right. all the forwards which they have and all the defenders which we have. So, it could be a tough battle because Thiago Silva cannot, he is not what he was about 5-6 years ago. He is definitely ageing. He's 36 now so he cannot keep up with the pace and on the right flank if you look at aspliqueta he can't run either. So
0: isn't he's so James back I thought I thought he's just doubtful because he's uh, he was training with the Chelsea team I think
1: yeah he was training but there has hasn't been any official uh, statement from the club that he would he would be there tomorrow right. so I'm still waiting for that on the Chelsea app or somewhere on Twitter or somewhere like that To because that would be a great sign of relief to see Reece James back?
0: But to be honest, I actually think Reece James, obviously, I think Azpilicueta is actually a pretty traditional fullback, and we cannot actually blame him for the lack of pace that he, the pace he cannot generate. But we talk about Reece James, I think Trent and Reece James, you know, are on the same tangent, barring that Trent has a better way of, you know, pinpointing those crosses in. And I think Reece is a yeah. better defender, to be honest. He I can agree. handle the right flank pretty well. But... What do you think, again you mentioned that Kovacic is not Lampard's choice but I don't think he'll be playing Jorginho man, he was pretty bad in the last match that he played. (laughs) Exactly, but but still
1: he was selected, still he was selected. And Kovacic was our player of the year last year. And we have seen him being on the bench and then coming on later in the second half, which makes no sense. And then you are benching Callum Hudson-Odoi and playing Kai Havertz instead, who is actually a midfielder. But he's playing on the right flank, where he isn't supposed to play. Yeah. And uh, the kind of treatment which Lampard gave to Pulisic when he arrived last year, I think that same treatment needs to be given to Kai Havertz mm-hmm. because he's completely out of form.
0: True. Yeah, I mean, it's I pretty concerning that we are 14-15 games into the season and he's still not picking up on his form. But I exactly. think, is, but he's he's a great technical player. He he's got a good technical ability and he knows how to give long passes, long throughs. You've seen you know those sparks in him. But I think it, it'll work out sooner or later, man. But but if you actually talk about a bit about Mason Mount, I'm pretty, uh, you know, astonished the way he's working out well for Chelsea. He's playing pretty well at that number eight position. So uh, if we actually just talk about uh, Mason Mount, do you think he Lampard will prefer him in each and every match? I'd want uh, sort of Tuba to comment on this. Yeah, surely uh, Mason
2: Mount's work rate has been amazing, and Lampard wants that in the midfield and i guess he's the key member in the midfield for us and he will absolutely start every game uh, just because of his work rate he can uh, create chances as well as fall back immediately to help kante so yeah i guess uh, he's very important he has got all he has got his criticism from the fans but i think he's the uh, crucial player in our midfield as well
0: right and also uh, sort of you must have seen the west ham game <laughs> i think yeah. It was pretty close, net man, because uh, it was pretty competitive till the 80th minute. Is when you actually started scoring those goals, right? Did you yeah. think West Ham had a chance in, in that game because they hit the crossbar once or twice, and they they were pretty close in scoring those goals as well, even if it was coming out of uh, nowhere, you know? But what yeah. is your take on that?
2: Surely, I I was I thought that it was going to be a draw, one all, but thankfully Kovacic came in and we started attacking it today, and that's why Kovacic is a very key member in our midfield. He just drives the defender. He just drives the ball uh, from the midf- uh, from our defensive area to our attacking area, and that's how we created chances. And West Ham were very good. We didn't play that good, as as the scoreline suggests three uh, 0 But yeah, there was a West Ham goal bound to be a West Ham goal uh, after the 80th minute. But uh, yeah, Kovacic saved the Tigers against uh, West Ham.
0: Great. Um... Again, dude, we've actually spoken about Timo Werner, but we haven't spoken about Timo Werner, actually. Um, Shashwat, what do you think as a Liverpool fan, you know, we were actually eyeing on Timo Werner and uh, we didn't get him. Do you think he's actually fitting in the Chelsea squad pretty well? Because we know that at the, at the number nine position, they've got Giroud or they've got Tammy Abraham who are playing remarkably well. But Timo Werner, we haven't really seen him start as a centre-half. I think it was one FA Cup game or some other game. But... um. You know, he's playing as the LAM position and, you know, the kind of pace that he has, I think that position suits him. He can draw players out too, but his passing has been horrendous. Even in the last match, he's not retrieving the ball pretty well. He He's not able to hold on to the ball. So, what is your take on Werner and Chelsea?
4: Hello, I'm Audible now?
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Okay, so as I was saying, Timo Werner, he's a great striker, has been playing really well, couple of uh, last couple but I think that he should be playing as a number nine as a comparison he does play a lot like Jamie Wardy he backs into players behind but at the wing he's actually horrible because he hasn't got the passing technique he doesn't cross that well he does draw players but his dribbling isn't that adequate playing as a winger he's really good at finishing and when he does get into the box, he is great. But sometimes he does miss. I think the problem is in his confidence has gone down because he's been playing out of position. He has not been getting any time on the ball. And I think he is relatively new to the league, so he he will need some time adapting to the physicality of the pitch. Right. I,
0: I I I totally I truly think that it's not really the physicality that is affecting him at the moment, it's more of his own, he's not gathering that morale that he needs, I, we've even seen him passing pretty well in other games, but it's just that he's not getting that form that he should, he's getting dispossessed right near the final third, but he's putting in those balls, uh, you know, across the net, but what do you think uh, of, you know, uh, the match prediction, how will it venture out, Maddy, um, what do you think?
5: Ah, uh, tough game. Uh, but yeah, I think Chelsea, man. Chelsea will make this one. 2-1 Chelsea. Right. Uh, Uday, me, you need a yeah. clear predictions.
0: I, I'm not predicting this one because I think Arsenal will be... Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amit, what is your take on the prediction? I'm going in for 2-0 Chelsea. Right. Nikhil?
3: Uh, I'm going in for two-one or three-one, uh, Chelsea, and I believe that Arsenal will not pose a threat towards Chelsea, <laughs> and I believe the match will the match will be dominated by Chelsea for the 90 minutes.
0: Ooh, okay. I don't think so because Arsenal-Chelsea games have always been very competitive. But, Shashwat, what is your? I, game I
3: don't, game? I don't see, I don't see this Arsenal team posing any any sort of threat for the Chelsea uh, backline, and even come
0: on, man, that is a bit their harsh.
3: Defense, Even the <laughs> defense say. does not look. Even the defense also a, does not look. As a Chelsea that, fan, you know, uh, I should actually
1: be proud that you are saying that, but I completely dis- disagree with you, man. <laughs>
2: that
1: that, <laughs> that is just a bold statement, nothing else. Because if they've, James been looking, start, they've been
3: lacking, has, they've been lacking that creativity in that penalty box. That you watch uh, Arsenal's matches, and you need to have that talismanic sort of finish, which Arsenal have been lacking in recent and their goals have come
0: Are you there? Okay, meet you complete what you were trying to say.
1: The, the thing is that uh, Chelsea have also been missing a lot of chances. Means, uh, talking about Werner earlier, the passing yeah. is not just an issue. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him play. He has missed absolute sitters. The ball was right yeah, at his he has missed feet. Ups. He's he yeah, missed absolute exactly.
3: sitters and he has he has not been fe- looked like a talismanic type of striker which you expect at a pre- uh, at a Premier League level. But he's he's very good and that's why he's brought in from Red Bull life thing and he that's why he scored that many goals. But it's just not clicking for him and you need to ensure that at this level you won't be given that many chances and you need to convert your big chances more often than not it in any particular field that you may go to. And that is one thing that Timo Werner has lacked and uh, if he can definitely convert his big chances, then definitely he deserves that uh, centre-forward role as compared to a left attacking midfielder role which he is getting due to the fact that as a centre-forward you can't screw up that many chances. Uh, 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 that's why he is not playing as a centre-forward which initially Frank or Lampard ought-, ought him out to play. Uh, out to out, uh, Timo Werner to play.
1: He started missing his chances after he was put to the left wing role, not when he was playing as a center forward. So the problem is not his. Uh, even if the you're is uh, playing at out the left
3: of position, wing and the thing is that if even if you're playing at the left wing and if you're missing those big chances, Lampard won't trust him to play in the center forward role because if you're playing in the center forward role and if you're not scoring goals it can be problematic for the entire team. So that is one issue that uh, Lampard is trying to address within the team where he trusts Sami Abraham or Oliver, Oliver Giroud more in that centre-forward role, which is very critical towards scoring the goals required for any any team.
0: Right. Meets, you have anything to say? Still going
1: for 2-0 Chelsea, that's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay cool. Uh, yeah, Shashwat, so Sriyas, uh sort of your, your prediction for the match. Well I think it's gonna be 3-0. Arsenal
4: Do a blender or something. Let's go one. And...
0: Uh sort of.
2: Mm, yeah, I'll go with one one. I admit, not wanna jinx it. So I'll go with a draw, one all.
0: Right, I won't do anything with the the prediction because I know what is going to happen in the game. But let's just get on on, to... Come on, Sora,
1: Man. (laughs) Have a little faith in the
2: team, man. Come on.
5: Yeah,
0: Chelsea are playing well. Yeah.
2: That's why I do not want to jinx it. I have complete faith and I want them to win. But yeah.
0: Okay. Let's just get on to uh, one of the final games we are going to be discussing. It's Wolves versus Tottenham. What? Okay, yeah. Adi wanted to say, you wanted to say something, dude.
5: Hey, no, 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 nothing, nothing. Just okay. Nothing. I had nothing. I have nothing to say. I will <laughs> say
0: Mourinho says. <laughs> okay. So um, it's Wolves versus Tottenham. You know the kind of form Wolves have been showing in the past one month is actually concerning because that is not the kind of counter-attacking team we've seen as of late, but. It all started from the Liverpool 4-0 loss and they faced Asim Vila, they lost that. They faced Chelsea and they marginally won it by just the goal and that too was last-minute scored by uh, Pedro Neto. But um, they lost the last game too against Burnley which is pretty embarrassing, I'd say. But what do you think? What do you make of Wolves this season? Because we've seen them... Trying a lot on counter attacking only. Do you think Nuno should shift his tactics to maybe a possessional sort of a play where he gathers more confidence on possession and then tries scoring? What do you think? Um, let's just get on with um, sort of.
2: Yeah, I've seen Wolves game and uh, apart from now, as Rol uh, Jimenez is uh, injured, so their attacking options are just two players, that is Podence and Netto, and they are extremely good, I feel. So, I guess they lack creativity, only uh, they are dependent on these two to score goals. And uh, and uh, they are good defensively, that's no uh, huh. doubt. So, I think this will be uh, that kind of a draw game because both play defensively and uh, they will attack on counter. So, I think wolves uh, lack creativity, only there are two players. And it depends on them how they perform. Right. So, if we
0: actually talk about World's defence, I agree they're pretty sturdy and pretty strong off and on the ball. Yeah. But in the last couple of matches, I've seen Conor make a couple of mistakes. I've seen Boli making a couple of mistakes. Um, barring Saez, I don't think that if they're facing a counter-attacking team like Tottenham again, we've also been lacking in the past couple of games. I think yeah. it can go either way around. Uh, what do you think, um, uh, Shashwath? What is your take on that? I'm sorry, could you come Kamal. Both teams have a counter-attacking prowess and they can, you know, one either way, it can go either way. So, what is your take on that? And Which players do you think will stand out for Wolves? Do you see them making a comeback, especially with the paces of Pedro Neto, they've got ends, and they usually go in with that 18-year-old Silva who's still developing as a player. Do you think he should be starting or he's he's capable to, you know, replace Jimenez or do you think Adama should be into, into the game now?
4: Talking about Fabio Silva, I think he, he is a- Overpriced only reason I find that you no know, botting because he's because I have never he does very overpriced but I think that wolves have devastating they have affordance they have traore they have players who but suppose, but spurs the only thing I like about them is that they're very clinical they have got players like and they do not miss much they link up pretty well, in this score a lot. I think Shajan, that... your audio
0: is giving issues, dude. I think you should go out. Like, just get out and come back again. It's still there. Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah it's breaking in between, actually. Kuch bolna? Just say something for, for a minute. Can you hear me? Hello? Just say something for 10 seconds, continuously. That Spurs. Yeah, yeah. There's a problem. Just get out and come back in. It'll. I think it'll fix itself. Yeah, Nikhil. What is your take on Harry Kane and uh, Son? And do you think human Son is actually lacking? Uh, he scores goals. I'm not saying that, but his uh, shot capacity is going down with each and every game. So, do you think is that concerning? And also, what do you think about Bergwine? He's actually been. In the starting eleven since five six weeks now, where do Lucas Mora, Where do fucking Eric Lamela? Where does Gareth Bale come into the scene? Where where are they going to come in?
3: Okay, so I'll answer the first question first regarding Kane and Son. They have been lethal throughout the entire season, and I believe that nothing will change in the Wolves game. Yes, in a in a few matches like Kane dropped a bit of form in the match against Liverpool, and Kane and Son were not given those kind of. They were not allowed to. Uh, play the way they play by Leicester and credit needs to go to the Leicester defense and the Leicester team and uh, for uh, playing Hello. the way that they played against uh, Tottenham and that's why they deserve that clean sheet that they kept. However, I believe that Kane and Son will get their act together and they will be extremely lethal against uh, a world uh, defense uh, which is a bit erratic with Cody and Wally not being up to the level that they have set for themselves. and. True, i believe true. that they can they can exploit certain vulnerabilities that have been creeping in within the world's defense and uh the settledness of the world uh Wolf's defense they, that can definitely be uh exploited by a kane swan uh in that uh, tottenham lineup and i believe that tottenham will edge this game if you ask for a prediction i will say that tottenham will edge this game uh by a 2-0 or a 3-0 margin uh Comfortable, uh, it will be a comfortable win for Tottenham, and uh, Kane and Son will continue their good, uh, rich vein of form. Now, coming to the second uh, question regarding Bergwijn, Bale, Lucas Mora, and all those uh, sort of players, Bergwijn has not done anything that wrong to uh, lose his place within the team, uh, and he has been playing consistently well to keep his place in, in the team. and shopping and changing a bit too much especially in a game like football can uh can prove to be a bit harmful where you're chopping and changing a bit too much and you're not giving a sort of settleness in uh the the starting lineup and uh, that can be a bit harmful and like Mourinho once always said that only 11 players can take the pitch so yes Bergwijn, if he has not done anything wrong he should he definitely deserves to he, if he, and if he can cement that place, then he definitely deserves that particular place in Tottenham's lineup ahead of the Bales, the Lucas Moras, and all those other players vying for that particular uh, position. But yes, if Borinho feels that he can get more out of a Bale or more out of a Lucas Moura or more out of an Eric Lamela in that particular position, or if he feels that they can come on and they can make an impact so that. Uh, the, uh, the uh, the complexion of the game can change and uh, it's it's about getting the three points and i believe that jose Mourinho has that kind of experience to decide who is his best fit in that uh, particular uh, position
0: right again meet uh, you, we've heard what had to say about the team but i don't think they have any major creativity that they offer on you know they've got counter attacking regime which is set they've got a lot of work rate We don't see Endomele as a creative attacking mid. We see him as a number 10 who's actually adding on to the workhorses. We see Bergwijn doing the same. He actually goes defence as well. We've seen Aurier going ahead. We've seen Aurier sitting behind as well in one of the games. So, what is your take? What do you make of Tottenham? Especially with even Hojbeg and Sissoko at the number 6 position. And overall, what do you see Tottenham as? Uh,
1: I I personally feel that uh, Mourinho relies a lot on... Harry Kane and Son, uh, which he should not. Uh, it's a collective team's effort, and Ndombele is good at picking up balls, interceptions, and all that. But uh, the heavy reliance on Son and Kane is, is isn't going to cut in the Wolves' game because uh, Nuno obviously is a tactical genius, and he will know how to nullify the threat of Son and Kane. But at the same time, uh, the absence of Raúl Jiménez is going to be fatal for his victory, but uh, at the same time, if you look at the front three which they have currently, Daniel Podence, Pedro Neto, and Fabio Silva, uh, they're exceptionally well. Silva, yeah, he's a young player and he's still developing. But uh, if you look at the previous game where he scored, uh, he did not play that bad. He was actually good. And the number ten right. which they have in Daniel Podence, he's exceptionally well. Uh, look at right. the goal which he scored against us in Chelsea. True, they true, were, true. They were like clause. three or four defenders. It was an exceptional goal. True. And uh, the pace of Pedro Neto ahead. So that is going to be crucial for Spurs to nullify the threat of Daniel Podens and Pedro Neto.
0: Correct.
1: Right. As a collective, if you look at the team, uh, Wolves are playing together collectively more as a team. Whereas if you look at Spurs, they are relying very heavily on Son and Kane. So in this game, it's going to be... Uh, Battle of team efforts versus uh, individual brilliance. So True. let's see who comes out first.
0: Right, uh, Sashwa, I'd like you to, if you have anything to talk about the both the teams, you can. <laughs> I just wanted to give a score prediction as well. Hello,
4: I'm audible now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you are. Okay, so what I think is Spurs can win this. It's not going to be easy because Nuno is a really good manager and they. Like, Wolves is a very good team. They play attacking football on counter-attacks. But I think that without Raul Jimenez, they do not stand much of a chance against Mourinho. Because he, well, you know how he plays a lot of defensive football after they score one. So, it will be really really tough for Wolves to score on the counter because because they wouldn't try to attack as much as they really, uh, they mostly do, Spurs. So, I think it's going to be a one nil victory for
0: Spurs. Right. Um, Adi, do you have anything to talk about uh, both the managers or both the teams and what is your prediction for the game?
5: Uh, Yeah, I think good game. Again, uh, both teams uh, pretty uh, good run of form I think barring just that Wolves' Burnley game and uh, when Spurs lost to Leicester. Uh, but again, I think Spurs are more of a two-man team. Uh, it's more on Son and Kane. It was pretty evident in the Carabao Cup as well. Till Son was introduced in the game, Spurs were toothless against Stoke. Uh, <laughs> didn't really <ask> offer
0: much. <laughs> true, true.
5: So, uh, again, it's a two-man and pretty similar with Wolves. Again, again, there also it's a two-man show. It's Podence and Pedro Neto. So it, it's all based on how these two, uh, on which two turns up on on the day right but yeah definitely i think Raul Jiménez is, is missing is a big 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 miss and wolves really haven't really you know strengthened in the striker position i think fabio silva is just about 17 18 he can't be leading the front line for a premier league team with the reputation as of wolves right. um so i think in the transfer market they might probably go in and get a striker uh to probably help help them uh you know settle down more and try and get used to that fighting for that champions league spot
3: by right. the way, how is Raúl Jiménez right now? Uh, it was it's quite disheartening, and I wish him the best that he uh, comes back from his head injury because it looked quite it quite it could look quite distressing on the eye, considering that he is uh, suffering from such a serious uh, suffer, such a head injury. So when when is he expected to return? Uh, any idea?
5: Sometime next year. Is what sometimes
3: uh, some, some, sometime next year, like in March, April,
5: when yeah, uh, somewhere around when the season is just going to end probably sometime then
3: yeah, ho- yeah, hopefully you get soon uh, well soon as as soon as possible. Yeah. Right.
0: right. Okay, guys, I think we are going to end the discussion for the games right here, but I have a couple of questions. Before three, the discussion, guys. also Uday Harami, you took Jota from them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, it was. We it didn't, didn't take in anyone. No, Jota, 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 knew where in... the... Adi, Jota was...
0: knows where the where the trophies are going to come in in the next five six years, so that is what he decided on. And yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't give a fuck about who's Portuguese, who's English. He just wants to win. You have his nudes for sure.
3: <laughs> well, it's within his own interest wherever he wishes to sign, and it's between the Liverpool and the Wolves. Uh parties that were involved within the transfer deal. I believe that there was, that it was completely a fair deal that Jota decided to uh, switch over to Liverpool.
5: I agree in fair, but I think they should have got more money out of him. Man, that was rubbish getting a player of the quality of Diego Jota for that cheap amount. I think Liverpool got the best, better end of the deal. It was 45 million, right? Yeah, 45. You in the with the market and everything, I was expecting at least 70, man. 70, 65.
4: Nah, 70. Like, Considering how mean,
5: brilliant
0: he was in the Europa League and with Portugal. But otherwise, we are not Manchester United, man. We don't oversplash do on people. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> correct. <like>, we <laughs> didn't. That's true. Come on, bro. Harry Maguire, 30. 30, God, fucking Pogba, right. 90 <laughs> million, bro. 1995. What the fuck is yeah, going on? Yeah, we got Van Dyke for 75,
4: man. That's a bargain.
0: Yeah. Okay. Van Dyke is a fair assessment. I, Pepe too, dude. I think Pepe as well, so.
5: Pepe, but we are good thing is we are paying in installments, like that chit fund. We are giving 5-5 five, five million free every quarter. 5-5 five, five million, take it. That's basically like Jota, right? <laughs> Sorry?
4: Jota is, like Jota's money is to be paid in installments too, I think.
5: Oh, as well? No, no, More no, no, no. no. We are run already. by Marwadi's no, no. award, fucking <laughs> I you think
3: know, I there's yeah. a time value of money also associated. A dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow because of uh, the time value of money. So that yeah. is one thing.
5: Talking about dollars, euros is again screwed up. And India's currency, rupees is the worst. Who's been voted oh, as the worst. Come on, Asia. man. Let's not talk about COVID. that, man. Let's not talk about the that. The
3: COVID scenario, man. It's, it's driving me nuts. That's why I want <laughs> this podcast to ensure that I believe I have some bit of relief from my entire day.
5: Aray, you're, you're, at least your, your club is performing, imagine for me fucking this COVID one side and fucking Arsenal one more side, you can imagine how depressed <laughs> I am with <laughs> life. <laughs> let's
1: not talk about Marwadis because I still remember when Arsene Wenger uh, decided to Aray, That was a killer off. deal
5: man, <laughs> you yeah. have to uh, actually just remove that.
1: Just one dollar extra of his. No, no, pound. It was sterling. Like...
5: It was a pound. It was 40,000. Was Suarez is <laughs> <with> this thing? My <laughs> god, like balls. <laughs> Let's just go and put one pound and break it. <laughs> that was killer. Huh? Badass oh,
4: move. Technically
5: correct. It it's not like he was wrong.
1: Of the transfer window. He was like, <laughs> no. I'll give you one pound extra. Give me Suarez.
5: That was <laughs> brilliant, man. That was brilliant. For Liverpool, I've done it. Gosh.
0: Right. Uh, let's just get on to the question-answer round. So the first question is from Dr. Kutz. United for second spot looks bad for the league. Do you guys feel they deserve to be in the title race? Let's start with um, meet. Uh
1: It's actually a laughable question. I no disrespect to United fans, but I don't think they should they should come in second.
0: <laughs> right, right.
3: Well, because... well, if well if we can perform and we can get the results that are required out of us, then definitely we deserve. As high a league position as possible and as many points as possible. Yes, second or first might be extremely might be slightly unachievable. But if we can just continue to churn out the results and continue to churn out the points, and if we come second and which might seem might have been unachievable, then why not? Uh, if we achieve sir, if we achieve something, then there's a reason why we might we might in a way we might deserve uh, it. So, uh, yeah, but good. if if but if you ask from a realistic point of view it might be slightly tough to finish within the top two within the English Premier League but uh, like we finished third last time around hopefully we can finish as high as possible within the league and secure as many points as possible in uh, whichever games we have whichever out of the 25 games that are remaining.
0: No, the point that he was trying to make maybe is like you guys played against Brighton, you guys played against a couple of underdogs, and you guys did not deserve those matches because there were a couple of, you know, incidents were, where uh, war, where were actually supported you. So you know that they, is very There are other.
3: They, I believe that such some things are there which work both ways. There are there are decisions which work against us as well, and uh, they sometimes balance it uh, balance itself out during the course of the season. And I believe that. Whatever flaws are there within the technology, it's it's there for the Premier League and it's there for the authorities to sit uh, that are sitting above us to decide what is fair and what is unfair. If if certain decisions by a VAR are going in our favor, and then I believe that it's it's not our fault that they're going in our favor. And uh, whatever is decided according to the rules and regulations, and according to the technology, should be abided by. Yes, there might be a a grey area for debate but we are we if we have 26 points from 13 matches and uh, then uh, in a way we we deserve the position that we are in uh, currently
0: true as a united fan if you, if i mean any united fan would agree with you but yeah i think opposition fans find it a little tough when war is actually going against you know when it is supporting other teams but it is going against their own team but let's just get on get on with the other question have Spurs lost the chance to become a serious contender in the Premier League trophy, seeing their recent form? Otherwise, uh, I think you'll be the best fit to answer this.
5: I making the
0: Arsenal
5: But no, man. I think it's it's just, again, beyond game. It was like what uh, Spurs had in, Everton in the first game of the season. They asked, you know, title contenders, technically, if you look at the points table. Um, they are. It's just that Liverpool, again have you know kicked up over here. have been incredible the last two, three months or so. Uh but you can't write off Spurs. I think this is probably gonna be one of the best games, uh that they will be having. They might also end up with a trophy with the Carabao Cup. Uh you open not the Audi Cup as they always win. <laughs> <laughs> uh but but yeah, man, I think you it's it's too early to write uh, Spurs off, I think just based on that uh, Leicester game or whatever current form they have, I think. So light, but, uh,
3: I, uh, I, I, I want rights first off but at the same time, I won't say that they are genuine uh, title contenders. And I still believe that in this particular league, uh, Liverpool are the team to beat. And it's liver. Uh, if I were to predict the odds of any team winning the trophy, I will just say that Liverpool have the best odds of winning the English Premier League, considering that it's a league when which consistency is required and. Consistently trying to secure as many points as possible is is the need, and I believe that Liverpool have the strongest. The Liverpool are the team to beat. Uh, it's hard to say, but that that those are the facts. And I do not feel as if if I were to place odds on Spurs winning the league, I would say that they are they don't have that many odds as uh, a Liverpool or uh, any other uh, 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 or let's say a. Manchester City have, if provided, provided Manchester City get their, their striking act together.
0: Um, yeah, but actually, I think Gabriel
5: just has tested positive now for COVID, so they're pretty much what? good against the back throw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus and Pogba both have tested positive. Pogba? Pogba too? Idea. Kyle Walker and Gabriel. Oh, so, I thought Pogba. Okay. No, no, no. Kyle Walker. Pogba, he got part two, three, one. <laughs> it, it wouldn't it have matter two. even it's if Pogba wasn't there. So, yeah. yeah. So City are pretty much screwed now at right back. You'll have to see probably Benjamin Mante play at left back and Cancelo move the right back.
0: Aguero That's
5: what did all in the cup. With Sterling as a false knight.
0: But why don't they play with Zinchenko? I think he's a pretty good tarrant. But he's defensive That's what no, it I did in the
3: no, cup no, actually. No, not, not Zinchenko. Not Zinchenko. Zinchenko is Easy. not a... And he's, he's also, also not design, he's right? not a designated best-hand He's not a designated left back and I believe that uh, the other options that are there left back like Mendy and Cancelo are much better options than, uh, than Zinchenko. I think Mendy because and Cancelo is playing a... on the right,
1: actually. Yeah, uh, I, mean Mendy,
3: is I mean, Mendy on the left, Cancelo on the right. There have been matches where Cancelo has played on the left and Kyle Walker has played on the right. So, I mean that… Kyle Walker so, is the
0: number one right back, right? Exactly.
3: Definitely. So, exactly. So, maybe Cancelo replacing Kyle Walker but I believe that Zinchenko is not uh, is not a designated fullback, and if they have better options, then Manchester City should go for the de- uh, the de- designated fullbacks like uh, Mendy and Cancelo also, and uh, other AK. options. No, I think he can
5: play Zinchenko because Zinchenko is a very good crosser of the ball, for Shakhtar
3: Zinchenko, Zinchenko is a very good crosser of the ball, but the point I'm trying to raise is: is he a designated fullback or not? He is a very, well, good, a very good, very good player, and he a very good player. But is he a designated fullback or not? Is is the main question that I have he's for… He's not getting uh,
0: game time. First of all, he's not getting game time. And when he did last season, last last season, he was spectacular for City, I think.
3: He was spectacular. But there is a difference between… And I agree that even if Zinchenko plays, my best wishes are for him. And he will do extremely well. But is he a designated fullback or not? It's a simple question. See, so that's
5: the thing with that. That's right. where he's so, been playing. Dinko. Yeah, I and mean, he's been. Playing I think a... Pep, Pep should yeah. be
0: waiting for Angelino. He's on loan, right? So he'll be coming back to City. Yeah,
5: but he's killing it. Also, at Nathan Ake can ball. play left back, I guess, if needed. Yeah, but Ake is offensively, he's poor, man.
0: Have you ever seen yeah. him
5: cross a ball? My, that yeah, that's, that's true. A... No, no I, I believe that Nathan, Nathan Ake is, Ake is right?
3: not Nathan Ake is not the right option. He is more suited as a centre back, and he should he should be if he's playing, then he should be playing in that uh, yeah, centre back role as compared to any match. other. Yeah. if needed if needed if an immediate emergency required like all the fullbacks are injured and Dinchenko is also injured then probably but otherwise there's no immediate emergency then it's a no-no for
5: me right, but, but you don't know what to that to ball to fraud, fraud thinks about now nah. that ball fraud is capable of anything right? yeah you, know, Tuklu, you can you can do anything and any fall you know you might play and that. Hmm. right so there are three
0: Crucial questions that I'd like you guys to answer. If Arteta gets sacked, who should Arsenal replace him, him with? Uh, Adi, I'd want your take on that. Oh, he does get sacked.
5: I uh, would so love
0: that as well, but There's no way he Do you me. think you should be playing attacking football after Arteta goes? <coughs> or do you think you should stick to like a balanced play or um, pra- pragmatic play or uh, a defensive formation? What do you think?
5: Uh, so, that again will... <laughs> Depend. I, I See, I'm used to Arsenal playing that beautiful game, Adaki. the one-touch football, the swift attacking. You know, uh, coming in seeing this is a bit of a change. I mean, defensively, we are much better than what we were under uh, the previous managers. But again, you know, if, if a man preferably I would look for Alekri. Um Nagelsmann, Allegri or Tuchel. Tuchel probably. But again, I have my doubts on Tuchel. I think it's pretty similar to Unai Emery.
0: Great. Uh, Shashwat, what is your take on uh, Arteta's tactics? Is he he solely responsible for Arsenal's downfall, uh, which might lead them to getting relegated? What is your take on that? Well, I think it's not completely his fault because
4: as you see, there's been a lot of change in managerial status at Arsenal, and the results results have been very, you know, not up to their standards, and of course, they are a huge club. They do not deserve to be relegated, and it feels... Pretty bad seeing them performing this way, but I think it's more much more of the players' faults rather than Arteta because you know you don't see that dedication in those players. The way Arsenal used to play a decade ago, and the Arsenal love you you see the the love for the club, you don't
5: see that in the players. That's what I think. You find these amazing Liverpool fans whom I'm really starting to like. Man, you got Ishan last (laughs) time, praising Arsenal. So this I, time was
0: crazy. I think Ishan came back yeah, from the UK. He's enjoying his holidays at, in Gurgaon. I think that is why he's not wanting to come in. He's uh, team, but huh? leave All that aside, I, I would definitely love Jagan club to come in. <laughs> You know, Adi, all our live videos went for a six. Like, something happened. And, like, I got a message from IGTV. I don't know what. Like, that same error shit I sent you, screenshot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And everything wiped out, dude.
5: <laughs> all are Instagram Yeah, TV,
0: right? everything.
5: That was class content, that was entertainment. That was better than Bajrangi Bhaijaan movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: True man. Pai fans, please don't get offended. Please don't get faulty. He's a pathetic actor. Adi, where, <laughs> where are you,
3: are you from? Mumbai
5: fans, you? I'm from Addy, Bombay, which yeah, I'm from Mumbai. Mumbai, but I I I'm currently in based Bombay. in Bangalore.
3: Uh, I lived in Bombay for three
5: years, by the way. Did you like it? Uh,
3: to a certain extent, yes. A certain extent actually yes.
0: Why 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 no though? Uh he
3: didn't say no. why no why no though because I mean I'm asking
0: you 50% that in... said no too.
3: <laughs> no, actually life in Delhi, I'm from Delhi, so uh, go down Delhi. So I find life in Delhi uh slightly different as compared to Bombay. One in uh one in Bombay in the summers it used to rain like hell. Like hell means like hell. And the food quality but food in general the options that were there are not that much suited to a uh, to a North Indian and a North Indian would find it slightly dif- uh, different uh, uh, in the food options. But why yes, if I come to the why yes, primarily one thing that I liked was that at least there was a sense of interaction and all those sort of things. In this online in this online uh, scenario, I mean my God, a seven a seven year old younger sister and two uh, two parents. Uh, all respect to my parents, but. Two parents who are 25 year, 25 or more year years elder than me throughout the entire day, and one uh, and the course also does not feel any any sort of in, interesting. Even though it is a Delhi University based course and it is one of the most prestigious MBA courses in the country, but still it does not feel that that much that interesting. Even though I secured like 98 percentile to get admission <laughs> over here.
0: Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Oh man,
5: <laughs> Nikhil, they should make you along with Amitabh Bachchan as a tourism ambassador for India, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you understand some crazy points, man. Yeah. Actually, I, actually I write
1: articles for Mumbai and
3: Delhi. I write articles for a, a girl named Chavi Gupta who scored hundred percentile and no girl till date has scored more marks in the CAT examination than her. And I write articles regarding MBA entrance examinations and uh, college selection and all those sort of things. I I help her out of it in her channel as well, so those are some things that I.
5: Oh, nice, Adi. are so keeping yourself busy in this time, uh, basically Uda and me, we like to get drunk. That's all. That's the only thing. We, do. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do even. this
3: is a way of. Even this is a way keeping myself basically talking about.
5: Football and for a the couple of hours. Of love. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, but then this is also depressing for me. I have to talk about Arsenal for <laughs> two, three hours. <laughs> Which is yeah. extremely torturous, along with the regular deals of the COVID and all this nonsense, this curfew and. Man, you want
1: to talk thing. about being depressed? Then come to my hospital. I'll show you oh, what no. is are depressing doctor, actually a like.
0: Are you a doctor? Yeah, I'm
1: studying. Yeah, I'm studying MBBS. I told in the
5: beginning. I'm studying oh, MBBS.
0: Nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Nice. You must be studying for okay. 12, dollars for all I, a I day think night.
5: all the Chelsea fans we get are are, are, are end up being <laughs> as doctors, right? Yeah. The so Liverpool well, fans end up being partially supportive of Arsenal, which is cool, man. Nice. Fuck you, what a <laughs> I thought you were
1: going to say they end up being drunk. So
5: like, like being on That, that is Uday and me.
0: That's now. just no, Uday and
1: no, me. No, no.
5: Rujan Rujan, Rujan so, Kanish and Kershine. The,
0: the v, other v, v, Liverpool no. fans are actually underage. I think barring Sashos to be the PZ team.
1: All the Liverpool fans. All the Liverpool
3: fans I have are drunk bastards. <laughs> yeah.
5: And also Uday, Uday And,
3: also the, and uh, they were yeah. also delusional a couple of years back. Liverpool's yeah, boy, yeah, you
0: delusional
5: actually... a couple of years back.
0: You were running in diapers, motherfucker, when you started supporting Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: mean, chill, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, man, man, I'm
2: man, is
0: talking man, talking man, about
5: I'm
3: delusion, man, I'm taking mantle at all. I mean, no, thirty years delusional. Uh, thirty years without a title. I mean, it must have and, been a bit signing, uh,
5: sign, signing a bit. Andy Carroll to replace Fernando Torres. I mean, <laughs> that, oh, <wow.
0: laughs> so hard. I, that was I, the deal I, of the century. We were actually taking care of our UCLs. That is why we have six down the cabinet. I that and all is, is okay, bro. That is, the highest, UCL the is nothing. I'm telling you, Europa
5: League is going to be the next biggest thing in football. <laughs> Everyone will want to play in the Europa League.
0: Because Tottenham, Arsenal, and United are in it, right?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Europa League is where the shiz is at. I keep saying that. The optimism that which well.
1: Arsenal fans have was, is really commendable.
5: Aray, what optimism, bro? <laughs> have you seen how depressed Arsenal fans are the last three? I'm pr- pretty sure also probably because of COVID, no one's really gone and seen. There would have been a lot of suicides also and people would have blamed Arsenal actually for it. No, that's and true. What a fuck-all club. What a fuck-all club. My life's already depressed and this club on top of that is adding to my stress and to my tension.
3: A- at least, at oh, least they're not charging people money to watch their games earlier. Arsenal's ticket prices used to be so over the roof.
5: At least we are we are, are number are... one where the most expensive most expensive in the entire uk is arsenal in terms oh, of
3: that. How, how on earth do tickets for arsenal's matches are even more
5: expensive oh what i still say to
3: understand
5: will they say once said, plus then, this the af tv really nonsense and all these toxic oh that area uh,
1: af tv is late bro it is like the it's lit for non-arsenal nature. fans but but then yeah, the problem
4: is source so for everyone.
5: Toxic. It has legit such a big material, man. So much toxic hate. So much toxic hate. these are the same guys who wanted Wenger out and this, that, yeah, and now yeah, they're like, oh yeah, Wenger would have team actually team been team good team. for us. Why did we do it? And all this rubbish. These nonsense. are the same
1: guys who in the beginning of the season, they were like, Arteta is the way to go. He's yeah, the yeah. one for us. Exactly. Arteta is like, gonna
5: win win us the title <laughs> and all that yeah. bullshit <laughs> and crap and nonsense. <laughs> and now they're like, who the?